For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 143 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And let me just uh, throw this out there. Some special Blue Harvest things are heavily in the works behind the scenes. There's a Blue Harvest content storm a-brewing. Yeah, we've got uh, a lot of stuff coming your way. Hopefully pretty soon, guys. I won't say too much more. But, uh, Storm right off the port bow. If for some reason you want more of this podcast, then you're going to have the opportunity. Uh, also, we have a secret special event coming up this summer that I'll talk about more when we have some information. But Will and I have been filling out paperwork and shit. It's, it's interesting. Uh, it's professional. Yeah, professional. Should be fun, though. I'm uh, equally parts nervous and excited about it. Got, well, you uh, can drop the nervous and get with the excited because it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. Anyways, um, how you been, buddy? I've been good. 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 Can't complain. You have been getting any video gaming in? Uh, not a lot, but when I do, I I play. It's my time's now split between Battlefront and PUBG. Right on. I really only I really only play PUBG if someone else is available to play. Uh, and if I have that time to myself where there's no one playing PUBG, I'll play Battlefront. That's cool. I um, I was just asking because I was going to live vicariously for you because I have not had the time to play. Yeah, since, no video game time. Since maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday. I can't even, I can't even uh, think right now because everything's starting to run together. Um, no. I figured you were PUBGing on the, uh, the PC. No, man, no. I, uh... I streamed last Saturday. Um, yeah, how did that go? It went really well. We had a you know a nice little handful of people stop by and chat it up. Emily, King Tom, Andre. Um, speaking of which, our buddy Andre is who won our first uh, Blue Harvest Twitch getaway or give getaway really? giveaway. Congratulations, Andre. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Uh, we're gonna be doing another one of those not this weekend, maybe. Um, what would it be? March 14th. 
uh, I'll do another giveaway stream. We'll probably do them about once a month or something. So, uh, you know, if you didn't win this time or couldn't come by this last time, then you have that to look forward to. I'll definitely be streaming sometime this Saturday, but it just won't be a giveaway stream. It'll just be a hangout stream. Uh, speaking of stream, I guess I'll just go ahead and go into the business. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter twitch and instagram at blue harvest pod we have a t public store with a bunch of cool designs and shirts and all kinds of knickknacks you can get that stuff printed on it's really badass if you like t-shirts and mugs and notebooks and shit like and like who doesn't then you will love this stuff i actually got my new blue harvest shirt in the mail the the new design that evan did for us and uh Gonna be saving that for our trip to old LA. Man, I can't wait for that trip. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Saturday, March, not March, Saturday, May 26th at, uh, I believe, 3 or 3.30. What is it? 3.30. 3.30 p.m. at the Scum and Villainy Cantina in LA. I'm, uh, I'm going to be part of Steele's solo reaction show. So if you want to see me be awkward in person, come on by. Will will yeah, be that'll there. That'll be a fun time. Oh man, I'll I... be enjoying a slice of Hawes being awkward in public. <laughs> oh, like you've never seen that before. I'll have a giant helping, and I have... have a beer to go with it. Did you have nukes for dinner? Is that why you're drinking out of a I nukes did. cup? I did have nukes for dinner. What did you Here's have? Like, I had a half and half. I had a half Caesar salad and a half club sandwich on wheat. Oh man, I miss nukes. I miss nukes. I you wish really? I, yeah, I can't have it though. Fucking I know. Bread. I, know. I wish I could. Anyway, if it makes you feel better, I usually just get a Caesar salad. They got kick-ass. They, got, they got a good Caesar salad. I, I like, add the pepperoncinis to it because oh. it makes it appropriately crunchy and spicy. I love pepperoncinis. Me too. I could smash. They give the whole me heartburn jar. every time I order oh, yeah. Papa John. Uh, you talking about the pizza, the garlic butter, and the pepperoncini? Heartburn. Hello, here we come. I get the nukes Q. That is my nukes, nukes sandwich. That's like what? Chicken, the white barbecue sauce and bacon or something like that? Mm-hmm. And cheese. Delicious. Cheese. Anyway, enough about that. We are so damn proud to be part of the Making Star Wars podcast network, which recently had a review on Twitter as a trailer trash. Fuck. Oh, guy. really? Yeah. Uh, what do you... I, oh. I love bad reviews. Do you that? Yeah, well, is it that wasn't. Crazy? It wasn't even like in iTunes. It was just somebody on Twitter saying that making making the making Star Wars crew was trailer trash. And look, buddy, I don't know about you, but like trailer trash is one of those things that I thought was kind of kept to down here. Like that's a like a down here in the South insult, right? There's a Easter. It can be an Eastern insult as well. Oh, really? I was about to say. Because yeah. I was about to say, look. <laughs> They they could very well be talking about the dudes from Mississippi and Alabama when they say that. Came in and stunk up the place. Yeah. You know what doesn't stink? Now this is podcasting. Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, Podcast 2187, The Sith List, Rogue One, A Star Wars Podcast for Winners, Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, First Order Transmission, and The Cargo Hold. That's how you do it. <clears throat> there you go. That's the business. It was like shotgun business. In your face. Boom. 
Um, so there's uh, there's some interesting little Star Wars bits out there. Nothing I would say that's like huge, but you know we're we're coming up on as of recording this. I think we're only 47 days away from the release of Solo, which really hasn't sunk in for me yet. It's it's weird. It's still it's still something I'm getting used to the fact that we're getting another movie so quickly. Yeah, it's kind of surreal. Um. But something interesting came out today about Solo. Um, so are you familiar with the character in the trailer that appears to be like the villain? You know who I'm talking about? That's got like the crazy tribal armor and you see yeah. fighting someone on the back of the train. You see them in the scene where it looks like Han's about to do like the Old West shootout with his hand going towards his gun and his holster. Yeah. Uh, that's a character named Enfys. I believe this is how you say it, Enfys Nest, E-N-F-Y-S. That's the character's name. We talked a couple weeks back, I believe when we had Jeremy on, that Enfys Nest is the leader of a group called the Cloud Riders, right? Okay. Well, today it came out that Enfys is looking very likely to be a lady. It's oh. a lady character. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, apparently there were some French trading cards that somebody got their hands on and the character description on the back uses female pronouns for all the descriptions of the character. So she and her and such, right? There's also a set of Finnish, I believe Finnish Denny's trading cards, like Denny's the restaurant. Oh, that that's not just Finnish. Maybe it's in it's also in Finland, but that's any Denny's. We could go to Denny's right like drive to Birmingham, we'll go to Denny's and eat from the special Han Solo menu, right? Oh wow. They from what I understand they have uh two things. They have some sort of special pop rock uh pancakes. Like okay. something to do with pop rocks and pancakes. And okay. that's like the some main reactor pancakes or something. And then they have the blaster fire burger, which is a hamburger that has a ghost pepper sauce on it. So it's supposed to be like spicy, right? Spicy. So yeah, Denny's has this whole solo tie in going right now where you can get like, uh, packs of cards. And that's what I think. I thought it was going to be like twin sons eggs, you know, like, uh, like Tatooine egg, you know, like I didn't know, I didn't know it, uh, like a Death Star waffle, you know, like right. Well, that's see, what this I, is... that's what I assumed it was going to be. <laughs> like, if you're going to do that, why? I like, I was surprised to hear that it only seems to be two, uh, two items, right? Like, why not go out and do your fucking twin suns moons over Miami or whatever the fuck? You know, I've never been to a Disney, uh, a a Denny's. I've been a long time ago. Long time ago. Denny's is Back one of those things. Back when there were Shonies around. Oh, Shonies. Man, my dad used to be fucking crazy about Shonies Breakfast Buffet. Yeah. Oh, I remember the days. Like, my dad, you know, my dad was one of those guys, like, not into going out to eat a whole lot, right? Right. But, fucking Sunday morning after Mass... If, if if you caught him in the right mood and just kind of kind of slid Shonies into the conversation <laughs> somehow, like real slick under the radar, be like, "Oh man, I could really." What about that 
hash brown casserole at Shoney's Breakfast Buffet. He'd put that Doral 100 out on the concrete, open the door to the fucking Ford Tercel and be like, no, it's a Toyota Tercel. Be like, let's go. We're going to Shoney's. Oh, I used to love. I used to love it because I was a fat kid and there was a variety of food (laughs) experiences, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. There's somewhere I go for work. I can't remember where it is, but there's an old... I think there's still one in Grenada. I could take you to the one in Grenada. There's I'm still Shoney's? Sure. I thought they were all gone. I'm I'm pretty sure Grenada's is still operating. Yeah, there's somewhere I go that I what I assumed was an old run-down Shoney's, but maybe it's still open. Maybe I could stop by that Shoney's. Mm, maybe I don't want to. Anyways, whew. Yeah, so if you got a, I don't even know if there's a Denny's in Birmingham. There's got to be someone, one somewhere close, I would think. But <clears throat> like, if we're gonna go to like a a place like that, Jesse and I normally go real classy and go to the Waffle House. It is cool that there's Star Wars food, the Blaster Fire Burger. That's kick ass. That's like something. Right. You, that's like something you'd find at the food stand and the space, the intergalactic spaceport when you're pulling your space trucker. You know, I, let me get two blaster burgers and you know a galactic coke or whatever. You know. So you know when when we go to L.A. next month, damn, I can't believe that's next month already. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go by Disney, right? And yeah. I'm super stoked, right? I've I haven't been to a Disney park since I was like, I don't know, maybe five or something was the last time. So I've never ridden Star Tours. Um, I never read the old one. I've never, obviously, I've never been on the new one. So I'm looking forward to that. But how much cooler would it be if fucking Galaxy's Edge was open already? Because then we could go to like Star Wars restaurants and just live in Star Wars for an afternoon. Yeah. I'm real excited about that. The thing that sucks is like, you know, that shit's going to be busy. So even if like I was like, all right, we're going. As soon as it opens, like it's going to be a nightmare. So, like, would it be better and more enjoyable? Because it's not like we live in Orlando or Anaheim to where we can just pop over whenever we want. It's like takes <laughs> strategic coordination and shit. There'll be a, there'll be a not peak season, you know. Right, right. There'll be a time you'll go when it's not at peak and you'll you'll enjoy it. I don't know when that is, you know. <laughs> Me neither. Um, Probably when when kids are in school. I don't know. Maybe. Thanksgiving time, I you know I don't know. <laughs> It'll be something. Sorry, be some family. magic reason that they've got you know space for you to have a good time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I so back to Denny's, which I'm starting to become more and more fascinated by because I didn't realize they've done other movie tie-ins. Apparently, they did one with the uh, the Hobbit. So at Denny's, you got the two menu items you've got uh collector's cups whose lids are the millennium millennium falcon the artwork on them look pretty cool i gotta say the lids look maybe a little goofy but if i can get my stinky hands on one i definitely will um and they have the trading cards um and i think there's uh several I wish I had this information in front of me. This is this is what other podcasts have us on is is the research yeah. beforehand where they're like, oh well, there's exactly ten. This week three. in the news, deet deet deet. 
I'm sitting here like, oh, God, I'm fucking tired. Oh, I think I saw something about this. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, I, most of the time it's, I definitely know I saw this. Um, might be a little fuzzy on some of the specifics. <clears throat> but uh, from what I could tell, there wasn't anything huge um, revealed in those trading cards. These, one, these trading cards that someone found um, in France are not the Denny's ones. I think these might actually be maybe like Topps cards or something, like official cards. I got you. I got so you. So the ones that are at Denny's, you know, you just sort of get, you know, your Han, your Lando, your Chewy, your Kira. Um, one of them, though, is a new character. It's an alien character, right? Yeah. Named Therm Scissor Punch. And it's a big lobster-looking motherfucker with lobster hands and stuff. Yeah. I dig that. I love the goofy. Yeah, I saw some hate for that online, but I was like, I like that. Scissor you know punch. why? You know why Therm I like that? Because it reminds me of like Elian Sleaze Bagano, right? Like that's very that name is so like goofy George Lucas style that I'm like, ooh, Salacious Crumb. Salacious okay. Crumb, right? Like greed o, greed o. Yeah. He's greedy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I don't know, man. I think I think it's kind of cool. I dig the name. Um. So. Yeah, Denny's and Star Wars. Maybe I'll get by there sometime. Maybe I'll have my first. That w w of course it would be uh, a Star Wars tie-in that finally get me to be like, hmm, this Denny's thing I've heard about literally my entire life. I'm gonna check that out. Um, do you think they would frown on me trying to lift one of the special solo menus? Something tells me that's got to be frowned upon, taking a menu when you leave. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't appreciate it, but I'm sure they wouldn't say anything to you. <laughs> that kid just rolled out with a, uh, a menu. They'd, they'd definitely talk about you once you left. They'd be like, he took the menu. I mean, how... I would imagine that that's somewhat common, especially with crazy sort of fandoms like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. Like, I could almost guarantee, like, they see me roll in with a Star Wars shirt and they're like, well, there you goes they another. Search you? <laughs> they goes... search you on the way out? No, no. So, just... Excuse me, sir. We need to do the customary menu search to make sure you haven't taken our menu. That's we need not... to pat you down <laughs> in all the places. I'm saying. I'm saying, like, when I come in, they're going to be like, well, there goes another another menu. That kid is definitely going to order. Look at this nerd. I bet you this nerd takes the menu. <laughs> um, so this past weekend, um, there was Awesome Con. Just, okay, Awesome Con? Yeah. Hold one sec. My dad went to Disney World where they give you a menu and there's your name engraved in it on in gold. Um. What kind of high roller Disney shit is, is your dad like the James Bond of Disney? Yeah, what the fuck dad's is like this? James Bond of Disney. Yeah, he is. Like, it's called Victorian Alberts. It's a it's a restaurant in the Grand Floridian. Um, but it's. I know ball. your dad loves Disney. I see. Does he still go once a year? Like, I don't know that he goes like once he a year, but he still goes often. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and and when you were a kid, you guys went all. Oh uh, yeah, several. Times. Not all. Not a kid, but like once we got to be 
I, I, guess, I was like, I guess, 12, and John Luke was a little younger than that. Um, but from then on, we went, you know, a couple times. We went on the cruise. Oh, Disney y'all went cruise, on a Disney cruise? To the private Disney island, yeah. Well, is the island shaped like Mickey's head? That's no. what it's shaped like in the commercial. No, no, no False no, advertising. Not. I call it Cast- It's Castaway Key. It's not shaped like... I see. It's just an island. Y'all, Disney has enough money. They built a goddamn island. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they bought it. Because <laughs> well, bought when it. I went, there were still parts of it that were still very wild. Like, uh, yeah, I gotcha. I think it's I think it's much more developed now than it was when I was there. You know, on those Disney cruises now, there's a whole Star Wars day. Is there really? Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is I'm not so much into the idea of cruises. Like, I love going on, like, tropical vacations, Mexico, Dominican Republic, Costa Rica. I've been all those places, had a blast. That's more my speed. Go there, stay there, not ride around in a big hotel in the water. Well, I'll tell you this. I went on a cruise twice. I went Mm -hmm. the Disney one time, and then I went once when I was in high school with my show choir. We were part of the entertainment on the cruise. It was like a carnival cruise. And what I can tell you is that it was fairly adult-oriented. I mean, there's a, there wasn't a lot for a kid to do except for when we got to Cozumel, I got to see Mexico and like, you know, bum around on some sketchy streets and stuff and <laughs> come back to the boat. Um, but, you know, there's a there's karaoke. There's like the adult comedy, you know, club. There's I get that gambling. But... If it's a like if you're there to gamble, like that could be a lot of fun. I can see. Okay. Like if you drink and gamble and dance or whatever, it's probably a lot of fun doing that on a big old boat. But okay, you know. I get that. But in contrast, like if I go to Mexico and stay at a resort, right? Like I've done in the past. Yeah. You go to the beach whenever you want. There's all that shit too, comedy night and things like that. There's typically like a tiny little casino somewhere on the resort if you feel like playing some slots or something. I don't know. Um, and, the, uh, and then you're also not on a giant floating hotel that could be attacked by Jaws. I mean, true. true. I think the cruise may be aimed for people that don't want to be in Mexico for real. Like, I got you. They would rather be out in the water. I, I'm not saying it's not a good time. I'm just saying, like... I mean, I- I'm totally leery of it, because you hear all those people getting norovirus on there and stuff. Like, I can't imagine taking the poop and vomit cruise from hell dude i can't imagine that aside megalodons dude how do i know (laughs) that i'm not gonna be you have some unnatural seafaring based i know uh fears there i don't even know that jaws could take down no he couldn't jaws is not even that big and now we're going to a megalodon certainly could i'm surprised you didn't call me on that when i sat you were just like it was dramatic effect at first and then when it seemed legit i was like all right we gotta stop here (laughs) you just let it slide the first i was like also i'm not in a big floating hotel that could be attacked by jaws and you're like that is true Uh, move uh, along got it um can you, for one second, um, mm-hmm. give me a break? Yeah. I've got to. So where were we? Where? Oh, Awesome Con. Uh, John Boyega had a panel at Awesome Con. Uh, I, really? As far as I know, this might have been one of his first sort of con appearances. Um, you know, besides just being at, uh, like, showing up for the Force Awakens and Last Jedi panels at Celebration. Right. But... Uh, 
there was a, a tiny, the tiniest little piece of information about episode nine dropped. Um, really? Apparently, he got a text from Daisy Ridley basically saying, oh my God, we're going to be together again in regards to episode nine. So, you know, basically she's read the script and has seen that like, unlike the last Jedi, her and Finn aren't separated for the majority of the movie. Right. <clears throat> Which is exciting. Like, you know, not that just, not just that they'll be back together. I'm, I'm excited about that. I think that's cool, but it's exciting. Like the script is out there and in, in a place where, the stars of the movie are starting to be able to read it and stuff. It's that's crazy to me. Yeah. The final episode of this newest trilogy is from all what it sounds like is pretty much done, done being written. Um, but still a little ways to go before, I don't know, maybe about this time next year, we'll be pretty close to seeing maybe the first trailer from episode nine. That would be exciting. That's going to be exciting. <laughs> Absolutely it is. Um, what else happened? Oh, this was an interesting thing. Uh, Gilroy. The guy... All right, so you remember the whole thing about Rogue One, right? That um, there were some pretty big reshoots. Quite a bit of the movie was reshot after they looked at a cut the original cut of Gareth Edwards' version of the movie. Then they brought Tony Gilroy in to reshoot a bunch of stuff, work on the script, and things like that, right? Um, yeah. He was on a podcast this week where he basically talked about the experience, and it was interesting because he said he was brought in after um, Lucasfilm and Disney saw Gareth Edwards' quote-unquote director's cut. Which to me means like it's it's a weird distinction between rough cut and director's cut. So it sounds to me like they saw Gareth Edwards' version of the movie and were like, "Would this need some work?" Um, also interesting how you know sort of secretive they were about that whole Tony Gilroy thing because uh, you know. For all the uh, promotional stuff, like it was all about Gareth Edwards. And now it looks like, uh, especially as far as the end of the movie goes and things like that and some of the character stuff, it was uh, stuff done in reshoots. And, you know, there's that there was that whole thing about stuff that was in the trailer that didn't make the final movie and things. So there's clearly, clearly some big changes made to the movie, but they were so adamant that it wasn't, that big of a deal behind the scenes and then you see this um you compare that to like the han solo the solo movie and they're incredibly upfront like these dudes weren't working we fired them and a few days later we hired ron howard um so i i i don't know I, something tells me that uh, gareth edwards was willing to play ball a little more with the whole reshoots thing and that's why you know he was treated a lot uh, more kindly than Philip Lord and Christopher Miller. They probably pushed back and everything. And then, you know, I'm sure some of the Phil, the Lord and Miller stuff had to do with them leaving. Like from what I understand and what's been sort of out there, like they were very resistant to the changes that they want made it. They wanted made to the movie 
and the fact that there was lots of problems as far as the production and the speed of the production went. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you really sit down and look at it, it's probably two pretty drastic different circumstances. But <clears throat> uh, Tony Gilroy was also sort of, I wouldn't say hating on Star Wars, but sort of ragging on Star Wars a bit in this podcast, saying like, you know, Star Wars is not my thing. I've never been interested in Star Wars. Um, and when they brought me on, I tried to approach it from just a movie standpoint instead of a Star Wars standpoint, which I think is not a bad approach for, you know, a, a director to take. You don't necessarily have to, especially in this day and age, follow some strict Star Wars rule book as far as how you make a Star Wars movie, right? Right. So, uh, and then, you know, they were basically, at one point asked him, would you ever do another Star Wars? And he's like, nah, no, it it has no interest to me. I'd never do another one. And he was like, and what was weird, it's something I didn't really research that much after I read the quote, but he said, uh, you know, really, I don't even view it as a Star Wars movie. I view it as a Battle of Britain movie. So, oh, I don't know, man. Um. <laughs> that's definitely something we're not going to have the luxury of that we had previously is the behind the scenes details like that. There's not going to be a big uh, informative J.W. Rensler book about Rogue One that just lays out all the dirty laundry and what went down. So for the most part, I think a lot of this is going to stay mysterious unless things like this happen where the replacement director comes on the podcast and sort of spills the dirt. But, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because... That is interesting. How mysterious that production and that whole reshoots thing was. and Well, they want everything tight because they want everything's going fine. Everything's going great. Because if you say things aren't going well, then everyone panics. You know, you just can't say that. Well, I mean, that is interesting. It's, it's interesting because, you know, the... I don't think you, in this day and age, if you're going through that extensive of reshoots, 40% or whatever it was, right, that you can really keep that hidden or keep that on the down low. So it's going to come out. And, you know, the approach they took that time with sort of keeping everything secret and not really being as upfront about what's going on behind the scenes, <clears throat> I mean, people freaked out, right? And then yeah. on the other hand, with Solo... They fired their directors. They were very upfront about it. You know, talked about bringing Ron Howard in, et cetera, et cetera. They were very upfront about it. People freaked out. So, you know, either way, when something like this goes down behind the scenes, when it breaks, there's going to be a certain segment of people that just, they're chicken littles. The sky is falling. You know what I'm this saying? This is going to be awful, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not always necessarily necessarily the case. There's been plenty of movies where production troubles like this behind the scenes have greatly hurt the movie and then there's been other ones where like it turned out fine you know it's just it's a crapshoot so you, you definitely uh, as of now you can't in my opinion say like just because they had some problems with production that spells doom and gloom for you know the movie itself I totally agree <clears throat> All right. Um, I think that's about it as far as sort of big Star Wars news and information this week. 
Um, I know Mark Hamill said no thank you to the Meryl Streep being Leia. Ah, uh, yes. Thing. He, well, I mean, he basically said how I felt about it. It's like, it's, I mean, nothing against Meryl Streep. She's obviously a wonderful actress. She's had an right. incredible career. But I don't really know that you can replace Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher with anybody. Right? Like, Yeah. When she's gone, she's gone. You're going to have to deal with it somehow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, just, I have the sneaking suspicion there's this little bit of footage that they didn't use from The Last Jedi that they'll squeeze in somehow, like, her, you know, right. the final message, you know, her final words or, you know, like some, they'll squeeze it in there. You could be right. Now, you know, I know they said that they didn't, and obviously they didn't, they didn't alter The Last Jedi because of her death, right? Right, right. Because, um, you know, there were different times throughout the movie where that could have been it for Leia. You could have, yeah. But they didn't, which I I respect. They, I don't I don't think they needed to go into Last Jedi and change it uh because she passed away. Not that I think it puts them in a sticky situation with 9. Um but a lot of times when people get put in those weird sticky situations is when like the creativity really gets like I know Personally, if I'm like real stressed out and stuff, like a lot of times that's just when I'll buckle down and push through something or you know, I don't know. Probably not a great comparison. No, I see what you say. <clears throat> but th- that's going to be an interesting, that's another one, you know, that's another one of those battles you can't win. Like there's going to be a very vocal crowd who hates whatever it uh, it is they do with Leia and nine mm-hmm. and, and you know, whether they would admit it right now, there's nothing that's going to please them. You know, you could give them 50 scenarios and they're not going to like any, any one of them. Right. And then there's going to be, <coughs> you know, a segment that, that likes what she did. And so like, you know, I just think you gotta, if I was in that position, I would just try to, pull out the thing that works the best and hope for the best. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. That's right now. That's one of the big, big questions on my mind for episode nine, not just mine, ton of people. I'm sure. Uh, what are they going to do about the whole Carrie Fisher thing? No more Leia. No Moss. Everybody says you could start it with her funeral. I mean, you could, you it could. seems a little cliche, but you could, yeah. That's the way you could handle it. I, you know, I, I honestly don't know that cliche in this instance would necessarily even be that bad. Although I agree with you, it would be almost a little cliche to start it off with her funeral. But once again... It would be it would be reverent, but I think they're more creative. I think J.J. Abrams is capable of more creative ways to be reverent yeah. than and having you, to show her funeral. I've seen some people say that they... You know, it'll be covered in the opening crawl, which, you know, that's a way you could go. But I don't know. I mean, just the way you could do it, you know, just because it's covered in the opening crawl doesn't mean it that that's the only place it has to be where it's referenced. Right. Right. So everyone can still be missing her or reeling. Yeah. Yeah. It may be a long time, maybe a time jump, though. I don't know that you could open it with a funeral if you got that time jump. Yeah, I mean, maybe you could. 
if you opened it with her funeral after a time jump, you know, it could have just happened right before the movie starts. Whether that's a year, two years, five years, whatever, right? But I see what you're saying, Link. If you're going to put that much distance in between. I don't know, man. That's a tough call. I'm glad I'm not in the position of having to come up with what to do with that. <clears throat> All right. So uh, let's jump into some emails and stuff. And let's hear a little tune first. Kia D. Kia D. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D. Cockhead. Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kia D. Cockhead to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, Luhurt, cockhead, Hansberger, cockhead, Will Witt, cockhead, Goose Paint, cockhead, G Money, cockhead, King Tom, cockhead, Joe. All right, first up, we've got a voicemail from a buddy, King Tom, the king of all toms. Hey there, Haas and Will. It's King Tom. It's been a weird-ass week in the world of Star Wars with, you know, just different news items coming out and people being idiots on Twitter. But there, there have been two things that I do want to highlight, two very positive things. Uh, first, I'm, I'm liking the solo stuff that came out mostly from the Denny's stuff, uh, what was that, Monday? And I, I love the, the name and the design of the character of Therm Scissor Punch. I'm hoping he's a little bit more than a Zuvio, but that's an awesome name. The other thing that really made me feel good about Star Wars this week was an article in the Los Angeles Times that th where they interviewed Ryan Johnson. It was mostly about Director and the Jedi the documentary on the the Blu-ray, but they, they got into a few other topics which were really, I don't know, they made me feel good and they, about not just him, but about where we're going. Because first of all, they talked about some of the criticism that he's received. And, you know, I loved The Last Jedi. I don't have any criticism towards him. I want more of him and his vision of Star Wars. and But, you know, there are people who do criticize him. Some... So in some ways it's constructive, but you know, a lot of ways it's not. And it's nice to see that he's confident in what he did. He realizes he just didn't please everyone, but he's staying the course, unlike other creative types. And the guy who comes to mind for me is Damon Lindelof, one of the main writers of Lost, who he's brilliant, but he can't take criticism. So I'm glad that and I even think George Lucas was like that too. But I'm glad that Ryan is another type of person where he, he can remain confident. It's also nice because the article talked a little bit about his mindset as he starts to prepare his new trilogy. He understands that it's vital to move forward with new stories. Um, he talks about the need for Lucasfilm to hire different people, different types of people to direct. 
Um, and I, th- the thing that gave me the most confidence was the interviewer asked if he thought that people would be getting sick of Star Wars. And his answer was essentially people won't, you know, Star Wars won't get old or just seem like uh, this rote, boring thing if they are telling exciting, fresh, challenging stories that takes the audience to new places. And I think it's great seeing that, he, you know, he, and I'd like to think the rest of Lucasfilm, but believe that Star Wars should be a fantastic, delightful adventure to a new place. And that each movie will feel like something special if it feels like that. So, I don't know, I just, I just am very hopeful and confident. I know Ryan Johnson isn't the only creative type in Star Wars moving forward, but he's one of those most prominent, and especially because he had such a huge hit movie, that they're going to be paying attention to him. They're going to be listening to him. So I'm glad it's that point of view that's going to be driving things as we move along to the future. Anyway, I wanted to see what you guys thought of that um, article, that interview. Uh, anyway, take care, and I will talk to you guys later. So I saw King Tom uh retweet that quote this week and i was like oh that gives me it makes me so happy like uh and he he paraphrased it pretty perfectly but like you know ryan johnson basically said like star wars won't get old if we find ways to push it forward and give you new experiences that still hold true to star wars but you gotta push it and you gotta you gotta you know, push it forward, do new things, new exciting things. But if you were to just trot Star Wars out once a year and it was the same thing every year, then yeah, that would get old. So I really like that sort of perspective on the future of Star Wars that King Tom had. Or King Tom, well, <laughs> uh-oh, am I having a stroke? Did I just, like, uh, fucking temporarily warp into a universe where King Tom is directing a Star Wars movie? I'd watch that. You didn't know King Tom's directing episode 9? Oh my god, they, they replaced JJ with King Tom? Oh my god. Do you know how funny in that that black starry field with the blue letters directed by King Tom? The King, King of, of all, all Toms. Toms. <laughs> uh, what do you feel about that, Will? What do you feel about what what Ryan Johnson had to say? I mean, I, I totally get it, and I totally agree with it. You know, if 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 the the franchise is still fresh, and the whole purpose is to tell great stories, it'll never get old. It's when you feel like you have to pay homage to the certain aspects of everything that you're checking all the boxes and hitting all the bases for every fan. That's that, and then that's not going to please anybody. That's not going to be an entertaining story. Right. Right. I mean, it, it will it will please people for a little while. Like, I love The Force Awakens. I was super pleased with The Force Awakens. I watched The Force Awakens again today while I was working. Had a good old time. But if you keep doing The Force Awakens, where, you know what I'm saying? If every movie is just like The Force Awakens, then that's old. That gets old real quick. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I, it's a tough thing. I, I understand people grew up with these movies and have a certain view of these movies. And you want, I can understand the need to want that again and again and again. But 
I honestly feel if that's all you get, you would become tired. And I feel it's partial prequel syndrome. Okay, uh, the prequels was just different. It was different Star Wars than what you were used to. That's part of the initial shock of people's bad reaction to the prequels. I mean, that's part of this bad reaction is that it's not, it's not nineteen eighty. You know, it's not nineteen eighty Star Wars. Right. Okay. It's not late seventies nineteen eighty. It's never going to be that again. Okay. Like, it's just not. If those are your favorite movies, I understand because they're mine too. Like, but you can't hold it against the people making movies now because they are not trying to reproduce stuff from the 80s because there's a, plenty of that in Hollywood right now. Like, right. I don't think that's what you want from Star Wars, really. I don't <laughs> think that's really what you want. I don't think you really wanted Luke to show up and take out eight Star Destroyers with a lightsaber you know, and save the day. And Ray had you know, no growth and no character development. I don't think that's really what you wanted. I agree. But, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, Star Wars is so huge. So many people love Star Wars. There's absolutely no way to please every single one of those people. You could come close, I'm sure. Um, but, you know... The day will come, if especially if we're getting, if if we're really going to continue this pace of a Star Wars movie every single year, there will be one I don't like. I'm sure of it. You know, it's bound to yeah. happen. Somebody's going to make like, I don't know. And it'll be really hard between us if I really like it and you really don't. I don't think so, because like, I don't like when when you don't necessarily agree with me on something in the prequels. It's not like I get all my panties in the water or anything. I'll like, try to explain to you why I like it, so I can't see the reverse being the case. Like if you didn't like the Last Jedi, that would be fine. You know, I deal with Johnny Grasso on uh, a weekly basis, and he hates Rogue One. Like hates that movie. Oh wow! And I like that movie. I thought he liked it. No, I mean, he liked it okay when he first saw it, and then his uh, his opinion has like steadily gone down since, which is fine. I don't fight with him about it all the time. He he doesn't like it. I like it. That's fine. You know. Yeah, <clears throat> it's fine. It's whatever. Um. Oh, so speaking of Ryan Johnson, he also did a interview with IGN this week. I think they just posted this today. And it had some uh, more interesting sort of quotes about his approach to the future of Star Wars, right? And this is what he had to say. We're just at the beginning of figuring out what this new thing is going to be. But part of the excitement of it is really trying to hone in on what is Star Wars. What was Star Wars for me the very first time when I saw it as a little kid? What are the combination of elements that just made me want to jump into the screen and made me want to go home and instantly start telling my own stories? Once you get past the things that are iconography of Star Wars, once you say, okay, if it doesn't have the Falcon, if it doesn't have someone with Skywalker as as their last name, if we don't go to Tatooine, what is it? What is it at its essence? It's a really exciting question, and I think it's something that has to be answered at some point so let's figure it out. And that's I, very promising. I, I mean, it's sitting here making me smile. I know it's so man. promising. I, I see the Ryan Johnson hate 
is one of those things I don't get. Like, so unjustified, dude. Once again, different strokes for different folks, but I really like this dude. Like, I like that, you know, he will troll back these people that troll him on Twitter, that he'll, you know, give them a little uh, witty what for. Some people fucking hate that. Um, I just, I like the dude. I like his approach to Star Wars. I've made that apparent. Um, something interesting that he said in there. Okay. what is So what is it if we don't have the Falcon, right? One yeah. thing I'd really like to see from Ryan's trilogy is a new hero ship. Because think about it. We never got that in the prequel trilogies. There was no new sort of hero ship that was kind of the new Falcon, for lack of a better term. They right. kind of tried to do it in the 90s with the whole Shadows of the Empire thing and the Outrider, right? Right. I would love to see some sort of new hero ship uh, with, you know, a design, like a completely new design. Um, that's one the, of my things. The ghost could have been more kick-ass. In you my know what? I, 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 that's on me that I didn't bring up the ghost because I actually quite like the design of the ghost. And I don't like the front of the ghost. The rest of the ghost is cool. Really? If it had a sleeker, more angular attacking front, like I would be I would be more down. It looks kind of dopey in the front. I like the uh the sort of flat edge with that almost diving like old school submarine diving window or whatever it has in the front. Oh. Um and and the ghost is one of those things that I wasn't against when I first saw it. It just I was like, okay, that's the new that's their ship. But it's something that I actually came to uh appreciate more. Okay, the the Corvus from Battlefront, right? Um, that is that's something I can get behind. Okay. I don't know what I like that ship. I like it a lot. There is a, well, I can't remember what it is right now. I'm drawing a blank, but there's a a term or a, a name for that style of Imperial ship. Uh, that it looks kind of like a mini Death Star, not Death Star, uh, Star Destroyer in a way, yeah. right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I get that, but. With Ryan Johnson's trilogy, I want him to go, like, if we're going crazy and this is all new Star Wars, fucking give me a solid design that doesn't call back to Star Destroyers or the Falcon. Because that's the thing, like, the ghost kind of, in its own way, calls back to the Falcon in some elements. Just like the Outrider, you know? Well, you'll want it to feel Star Wars, so they're going to base it off something. Well, I, I think... There's a way you can make it feel Star Wars with not out making it look like an iteration. It, of I mean, we've already seen, you know. I mean, that's. I, it just depends on which way you want to go, you know, because it could go very Halo-like if you want to go very prototype space travel. It could be very militaristic and angular and chunky, or you could, you know, it could be very Covenant-like. It could be very swooping and bird-like, aerial and. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Curvy. When you look at something like um, Padme's ship from Attack, uh, not Attack of the Clones, uh, Phantom Menace, like that was cool. That looks like yeah, it's like a Buck Rogers kind of. Yeah, and it, I don't necessarily want them to go all sleek and shiny and perfect looking. Like I think what 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 they'll do if this is even a thing that's in the movie would be to give it that old beat up look. 
You know, I think that would convey Star Wars more uh, just as well as necessarily like eh, if you look at it and take this and this away, it kind of looks like the Falcon or something, you know? Okay. <clears throat> That's just my feelings on it. Um, but I, I, I've been dying for an, a kick-ass new hero ship. So maybe they'll give that to us. All right. Next up, we have an email from our buddy Hi, Will and Halls. First off, big fan. Really enjoying your podcast, and I'm a pretty consistent weekly listener. Well, thanks, buddy. I was loving your chat last week about the karate movies from the 80s, especially Karate Kid, but I was shocked you didn't mention the new Cobra Kai movie or TV series that is coming out. Seems like it would be right up your nostalgia alley. Check out the trailer on IMDb. It revisits Daniel and Johnny 30 years later. Take care, boys. Have you seen that trailer? Have you seen the trailer for Cobra Kai? No, I haven't. Dude, It's so it's a YouTube Red series, meaning you have to be subscribed to YouTube Red to watch it. Right. And finally, they have given me a reason to get at least a month subscription. Whenever see the most, I got to see this. So... It, it, like he said, it, it takes place about 30 years after Karate Kid. Um, uh, Daniel LaRusso is, I believe, a car salesman. And he's like, he's one of those guys, like that, those car salesmen you see on TV and stuff that have the, buy all the local TV time commercials and stuff. Yeah. And Johnny is sort of like down on his luck and shit. And he reopens the Cobra Kai dojo. And then he and Daniel start button heads again. The one thing I'm kind of worried about is, are they going to make Johnny the good guy and Daniel the bad guy? Because I don't know if I'd really like that. Huh. Because I don't know. We'll see. But I'm all about it. I am all about Cobra Kai. I will be watching it and I'll report back. The Three Ninjas? (laughs) Do you remember that? Fuck yeah, I went to see The Three Ninjas. Did we talk about this? I don't know. I went to see it in the theaters when it came out. I always got to rent it. He's eating jelly beans. Tom Tom. choked on a jelly bean. Tom Tom. They called the fat ninja Tom Tom. And he wasn't even really fat. He was kind of just the smallest that he liked to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Rocky and Colt. I... That's so 90s. I think I saw the... M. Lee. I think I saw the first two. What about Surf Ninjas? Did you ever watch oh, Surf yeah. and Ninjas? Surf Ninjas? The yeah. guy that was like, um, was he in Ninja Turtles 1 or 2? I think 2. Right? He was like their pal that they made in 2 that like fought alongside the Turtles. He was uh, in Surf Ninjas. Like the pizza delivery guy? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, he was, was in, in the rundown with The Rock, I think. That's him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him, yeah. Wow. I'll be damned. I like that movie. The Rundown. Yeah, that's a great movie. That might be my favorite Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. It is mine. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that it's got, what, Sean William Scott in it? Not this boy's P2. Uh-uh, not this boy's P2. <laughs> uh, surf Ninjas. Christopher Walken. Oh. Tangents out the wazoo. 90s kung fu movie. 90s karate movie. Sorry. So, one last tangent about... So, you know, we talked about karate movies so much last week. And then this week... We talked week, about being in karate. Like. <laughs> yeah. This week, uh, 
I was dicking around on HBO Go trying to find a movie to watch, and uh, they had Double Impact. Have you ever seen that? It's the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where... And, uh, and what's his name? Uh, Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman, thank no, you. No, that's... I can't remember the name of that movie. Look it up on your phone if oh you can. Uh, this is the one where Jean-Claude Van Damme plays twin brothers. So oh, he okay. plays two versions of himself. Right. That's why it's double impact. And like... When I saw that, I was like, oh, I wonder if they have any other, like, if they have any of the good Van Damme movies. Like, do they have Kickboxer? Do they have Time Cop? Do they have Bloodsport? Nothing. All they had was Double Impact. Oh, what was that other one? Oh, Lionheart. Lionheart is a good Van Damme movie. He's in, like, the French Foreign Legion. and he Yeah, Lionheart (laughs) is kick-ass. He fights a dude with a mullet in a pool. It's called Double Team. Double, Double team. team. Yes, that is the one with him and Dennis Rodman, which I've never seen when I was a kid and those commercials started playing. It was when I first remember being like, wow, there's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie that I have. Do you know, my dad let me see. rent the rest of them, but not that one. He'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't take Dennis Rodman seriously, especially with the green hair. Like, I can't. <laughs> I just can't take him seriously. <laughs> just um, no. What's the one where Jean-Claude Van Damme is in the prison? Have you seen that one? He goes undercover. He goes undercover into the prison, yeah. Yeah, and he fights the weird mystical voodoo dude. Oh, that one's good. Uh, There's, You know, John Woo's first American movie was Hard Target with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And that's the one where Jean-Claude Van Damme proudly, proudly displays a glorious mullet and a denim jacket. Sudden death where he's in the the hockey arena. The hockey arena. That was my la- that was the last Van Damme movie I ever saw in a theater. Was sudden death. That's like towards the end of my Van Van Damme fan dumb. The quest. My Van Damme fan dam. <laughs> Van Damme. Van Damme. He's got a new series on Amazon Prime called. Uh, that looks funny. It, it. I saw the pilot. You know they do that Amazon pilot program where they'll throw up. Um, some pilots for shows and if they're popular enough they'll turn them into it and yeah I saw the pilot and it was funny so I need to watch is it called Jean-Claude Van Johnson or some shit like that I can't oh I don't know Time Cop Street Fighter dude Street Fighter movie was awful but damn did I did I rent the shit out of it I rented it that I I might not have been uh, able to convince my dad to go to the theater for that one. But I was super excited for it and super disappointed. All right. We got to stop talking. This ain't blue. This ain't 90s movies. Blue Van Damme. Yeah, right. Blue Harvest of Van Damme podcast. All right. So our next one is from our buddy, old Stoolin Josiah Ward. On a recent episode of Forces of Destiny, Anna and... Anakin and Padme were supposed to be going on a mission all alone, locked and loaded, ready to bone. But then Ahsoka is tasked to go with them at the last minute. The fate of the galaxy may have been altered at this very moment. Just think, on this mission, Anakin and Padme were probably going to have wild, unprotected sex, thus causing their babies, or possibly just baby, to be born earlier. This would have shifted everything we know. Therefore, Ahsoka is the biggest cock blocker in the galaxy. Just the thought. Also, not sure when this episode takes place, so maybe she was already pregnant. But still, thanks, 
Josiah Ward. That is, that that did indeed happen on a Forces of Destiny episode. Yeah, I don't know. Alternate realities, man. What if universes? <laughs> you know, really, what was the Jedi Council thinking? Like, when you look at the breadth of Star Wars canon related to the prequels, they sure did send Anakin off to be alone with Padme a whole, whole lot. You know? Maybe they viewed it as a test, like the ultimate test of his... Um, Unclear his intentions were. His Jedi absin- abstinence. Because, like, oh, we're going to send you off with Natalie Portman. And if you come back and you ain't done it with Natalie Portman, a true, the spirit of a true Jedi. A true Jedi, are you? <laughs> yeah, well, what were they thinking, man? All right. Uh, we got two more emails before we wrap it up this evening. We got one from Luke Schmidt. Hey, Halls and Will. The recent Disney's exclusive promo for Solo brought back some thoughts that I've had about the aliens of recent Star Wars movies. I just wanted to see where you stood. While I love how much the new movies go into making new alien designs, I've yet to find some of the older species in any of the new cantinas or cities. I just wanted to see old ones in there to show that it's a shared universe, just to have subtle connections to the older films. Keep up the good talk, Luke Schmidt. Yeah, you know... That's, I think that's a comp, a more common complaint that you're starting to hear. Is like, why can't you just throw us a Rodian or a, a damn uh, Twi'lek? Although, to be fair, there is a Twi'lek in Rogue One. There appears to be a Twi'lek in Solo from one of the trailers. But mix it up. Throw a damn Trandoshan in there. Let me see a Bosk. You know what I'm saying? Love to see more of those type of dudes in the, the movie. And I agree, you know... I don't know that there's, well, I don't want to say that. I was about to say that I don't think there's any alien designs that have really caught my eye like some of the older ones, but that's not true. Like, there's some really cool stuff they've done. Um, yeah, it's weird that Especially they Especially in that Canto Bite deleted scenes, there were so many cool aliens in there. I know. That you don't get to see in the movie. For real. For real. Um... Oh, you know what I really want to see hanging out in the background of one of these scenes? What's a that? damn Syrian. Kia D. That's Kia D. Mundi. Oh, Kia D. Mundi. Kia D. Mundi. I thought it was Syrian or something like that. Syrian. Syrian. Kia D. Mundi. Kia D. Mundi. Mundi. Kia D. Mundi. If you're nasty. Um. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Well, you know. We can't be leaving out. We did see fucking Mon Cows. Akbar came back. Nianum came back. Nianum so, came back. You know, there's a couple. One's an Eloati, is, or was that just another of his species? Oh, well, those are new. Those were a product of The Force Awakens. Abadabadnano, or whatever they're called. I can't remember. They got a weird alien species name. All right. Last up on the emails tonight, we got our buddy Andre. Hey, Halls and Will. Like both of you guys, I am really enjoying the new progression update in Battlefront 2. The game feels like it's a much better place now, and I can't wait for more additions to the game. We know that new skins and other seasons will be added soon. So my question to you is what character and heroes would you like to see added? 
I'm hoping for a season to go along with the Solo movie and maybe get an Alden Ehrenreich slash Han and a Donald Glover slash Lando hero skin with the sleek new Falcon hero ship. Also, the Blue Harvest Battlefront 2 Twitch streams are a lot of fun and just watching and talking Star Wars with everyone. May the Force be with you, Andre. Thanks, buddy. That's our <clears throat> that's our winner from stream last week. That's our, our dude that came in and won himself a Stone Cobra album and a Blue Harvest t-shirt. So Indeed. Thanks. Well done. Thanks for writing in, buddy. Um, okay, what would I like to see? I think it's very possible and very likely that we will see some solo content. I think he pretty much probably nailed it. You'll be able to unlock an Alden Hahn and a Donald Glover Lando because that's just basically new skins. They can keep the same skills and stuff, you know? Uh, wouldn't be surprised if the new Falcon or the new version of the Falcon is also a hero ship. That wouldn't surprise me at all. So I think he's probably right on the money with that. As far as stuff I would like to see, new heroes, where the fuck is my Obi-Wan? Give me Obi-Wan. Give me either old man Obi-Wan or Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan, and I will be fucking stoked. Um, he was one of those characters I always sort of expected them to add in the last Battlefront that he, they never did. Uh, yeah. General Grievous would be cool uh, to add as a villain character. Um... And then past that, like I'm, I'm pretty much just down with whatever it is that they're, they're gonna do. I'm trying to think of, you know, Clone Wars stuff would be cool too. Throw in Ahsoka, throw in um, Asajj Ventress. You know, that would be badass. That would be cool. I don't know how likely it is. I don't know, uh, you know, Aya Sakuna. Oh, that. I mean, Kia D. Kiadi Mundi. Kiadi Mundi. Uh, what's the guy? Oh God. Plo Koon. Oh, you know I love me some Plo Koon. I would. L yeah, man. There's, and then and then you could throw in some more hero ships like uh, you know Plo Koon's Jedi Starfighter. <clears throat> we got Yoda's Jedi Starfighter. Why not another? Um. Yeah, they, they, I think that there's plenty of places they can go. It's just just trying to figure out how far they will go. Yeah. Um, but I'll be excited to see where it goes. Oh, and uh, on a, a last little quick uh, note, I believe this weekend they're rerunning the Hoth Leia skin um, as a reward. So if you weren't able to get that a couple of weekends ago, I think you will have that opportunity this weekend. Sweet. I really hope they redo the uh, rerun the Luke Hoth skin because I've got the Leia Hoth and the the Han Hoth, and I want that fuck. It's bugging me that I don't have all three. So, gotta complete the set. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Isn't that how Pokemon goes? Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Gotta catch them all. Know. Gotta catch them all. Uh, something. I was like too that. old for Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. I I missed Pokemon too. I love, but I found my way really getting into Pokemon Go for about two, three weeks. My brother had a Nintendo sixty four game called Pokemon Stadium that I liked. It was cool. Right on. <laughs> well, buddy, uh, what do you have that you'd like to see them add? Um, as far as like the game content of Battlefront Two is what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. 
yeah, extra extra races would be cool, like you said. Um, some new guns would be cool. I know that's asking a lot, and it probably won't happen, but it would just be neat. You know, it'd be something neat. Um, so you know how they recently brought back um, Bespin from Battlefront, the for the last Battlefront, right? That's yeah. That's now a map you can play on. I would really like for them to bring Scarif from the last one back because it's the one expansion I didn't really play. So it'd be neat to get to go and play around on that again. Or <laughs> I think one. there would be a cool Starfighter mode with that's all hero ships. Because sometimes you don't really get to play with the hero ships. Like mm-hmm. if it was all so the good sided. Heroes versus villains in space, basically. Yeah, heroes versus villains in space, and maybe put in some, um, you know, you could put in some AI ships or whatever, whatever yeah. bots. Well, for one, you would definitely, you would, they would probably have to make custom smaller starfighter maps because, you know, you have all those people plus all the AI and the regular size starfighter maps. Or so, they would put giant obstructions in the map that would section off. That could be it too large parts of the map yeah i i would play heroes versus villains starfighter though that would be fun i think that is a neat idea it would just be a matter of getting the maps right because when you look at how big those starfighter maps are you wouldn't want to just play against six other people or whatever right it could be in in atmosphere only you know there's a ground on one side you know yeah that's not a bad idea either Alrighty, buddy. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Thanks for recording with me. Hey, thanks for recording with me. Uh, Guys, if you have a chance, uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out, uh, and we really appreciate it. Uh, If you like our theme song, check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And, uh... Until next week, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. And I am Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs>